0: I must spank my child in order to provide Biblical discipline. Does the Bible really say that? Howdy friends and welcome to His Redemption Roads Season 2. I am your host Natalie. In this series, we are challenging common beliefs people have and often think are in the Bible to see if they are true or not, and ultimately break off chains of religion or tradition to usher us on toward freedom and the road to redemption. So lace up your hiking boots and let's take a stroll toward freedom down his redemption road. I must spank my child in order to provide biblical discipline does the Bible really say that? Today, we are going to talk about the controversial topic of spanking and what the Bible really says about disciplining a child. Should we spank? Should we not spank? What does the Bible actually say about correction and discipline? I have heard it said that hitting, spanking, and even beating a child is needed to get hell out of them. And I've even heard strangers in public grumble under their breath about a misbehaving child in the grocery store or the shop and how they wish the parent would just spank them and get that child back into line. But is this a biblical teaching or a misinterpretation of scripture? There are many scriptures on both how to raise and discipline children. And today we will walk through a handful of those to parse out the truth of what they mean. But in order to understand the fullness of some of the scriptures today, we need to define discipline. What is discipline? Well, according to Wordnik, discipline is training Expected to produce a specific character or pattern of behavior, especially training, that produces moral or mental improvement. Control obtained by enforcing, compliance, or order. Controlled behavior resulting from a disciplinary training, which hopefully results in self-control. To train by instruction and practice as in following rules or developing self control and discipline is also a synonym to the word teach so to discipline somebody is actually to teach them a lot of people think to discipline someone is to punish them but it that is incorrect To discipline someone is actually to correct their thinking and teach them the right way. I am pulled toward the first definition of training to produce a specific character or pattern of behavior and also the definitions of enforcing compliance or order with the desire to lead to self-control. So the in-desire of enforcing a compliance or an order or a training is to produce a specific behavior or to lead to self-control. And this begs the question, how do we train or enforce a matter that helps lead to self-control? Well, let's look at a few scriptures, dive deep, and get to the heart of the matter. So hold on to your hats because we are going to take some difficult verses and tie them up in a nice, neat bow of wisdom and understanding. Okay, so let's go into these difficult verses. First, we read in Proverbs 22, 15, all of the verses today are from the New King James Version, and it says, Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. So this begs the question, What? Is this rod of correction? Let's kind of keep that question in our mind. We read again in Proverbs 23, 12 through 14. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to the words of knowledge. This first part of this verse is talking to the parents. It's talking to us. We are to apply our heart to instruction and our ears to words of knowledge. That basically means, parents, guardians, we're supposed to be listening to God, okay? Then it goes on to say, do not withhold correction from a child, for if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. Hmm, so that's the question. What are we doing? Beat him with a rod, he will not die? Well, we're gonna find out what that means. And then it says, You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. Okay, again, the question is, what is the rod that you beat the child with? And what delivers a soul from hell? Because that is tied into this. And we have to know the answer to that. Proverbs 29 verse 15 states, The rod and rebuke give wisdom. But a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Well, there's that rod again. And I can't wait for us to find out what it is. On the surface, reading these scriptures in the flesh without the revelation of the Holy Spirit, they can seem harsh and contrary to the nature of God. But we must allow scripture to interpret scripture. And in this case, we must discover what the rod is. The key is in Psalm 23. It reads, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. All the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, for a shepherd, the rod is his tool to guide, train, rescue, and protect his sheep. If we go back and look at verse four, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff; they comfort me. Now I have never been comforted by something that I thought was going to beat, hit, or hurt me, or cause me pain. But in this verse, the sheep, which by the way are us, the sheep are comforted by the shepherds, who is the Lord, rod. And staff, and they fear no evil because of it. Okay, before this, it says that He makes me to lie down. Now, He doesn't hit me to make me lie down, He makes the sheep lie down gently. He leads them beside still waters, He doesn't hit them to get them there, He leads them gently. He restores their soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So a shepherd never hits his sheep with his rod. If he did so, they would not be comforted. They would not trust him. They would run off and become easy picking for the enemy as prey. So what does the shepherd do with his rod? Well, he uses it to lead and guide his sheep, setting boundaries and getting them back into the flock when they attempt to go astray. He uses the hook to rescue and snatch back a sheep from danger, maybe the edge of a cliff or an approaching predator. And ultimately, he uses his rod to attack the enemy wolf, fox, bear, lion, or other Predator that comes to steal or kill or even destroy his sheep. God often refers to us as sheep in his word. And that means that he uses his rod on us still today. Now, how does he do that when I have never seen a literal stick made of wood come guide, train, or rescue me? What is this rod. It is his word, both the Logos, written biblical word of God, and the Rama, his spoken word, and the revelation and anointing of the Holy Spirit. That is the rod. So, knowing this truth of what the rod is, when we go back and read the aforementioned scriptures. They now come to revelatory life. Let's do that. Proverbs twenty two fifteen 15 says, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. I actually looked up foolishness and it meant silliness or lack of wisdom. Okay, so silliness or lack of wisdom is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. This could read with that new revelation, Silliness and lack of wisdom is bound up in the heart of a child. So use the rod of correction, which is the word of God, so that this foolishness will be driven far from him. Proverbs 22, 12 through 14, it reads, Apply your heart to instruction, that's us, and your ears to words of knowledge. Hey, parents, that's us. Do not withhold correction from a child. For if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. This could read, apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge, parents and guardians. Do not withhold correction from a child. For if you repeatedly teach him with the truth of the word of God, he will not die. You shall teach him with the word and deliver his soul from hell. Remember, this particular verse has the rod tied up in the delivering his soul from hell. Okay, And spankings do not deliver a soul from hell salvation does. And that is only received through the gospel message. So continually share the gospel message with your child, and they will be delivered from hell. Uh, I've heard people say, don't beat me with the Bible, Bible thumper, beat me over the head with the Bible. That is the same as this verse when it says, For if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. That is the same thing. It's not to literally beat the child with a wooden stick, it's to deliver the word of God to them over and over again. It will not kill them. They will not die. No, better yet, their soul will be delivered from hell. Proverbs 29 15 states, The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. This could read, The word of God and correction give wisdom, but a child left to himself without being taught the word of God brings shame to his mother. Okay. So what should we do with our children? Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. This is male and female. We must train our children. Proverbs 29, 17 says, Correct your son and he will give you rest. yes. He will give delight to your soul. Last I checked, (laughs) when I spank a child, which we don't do, um, but when it's done, there's not much rest and peace in that. But this says, correct your son or your child, and he or she will give you rest. Yes, he or she will give delight to your soul. Colossians 3, 18-21 says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. And fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. If you have not already listened, uh, go back to my season two, episode 15, for clarity on how to submit, love, and obey husbands, wives, and children according to the word of God. Uh, when wives are submitting and husbands are loving and children are obeying, we are presupposing that they are submitting, loving, and obeying in a way that is fitting of the Lord and God's will. So the key I want to highlight in this particular passage of Colossians 3 is fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Men, this is a mandate to the fathers. You have the ability to encourage teach and train your child so they will grow and thrive according to God's kingdom. Or you have the ability to provoke, crush, and discourage your child, which can lead to a tailspin of negative consequences. Fathers, don't make fun of your child. Don't use your child for your own personal gain. Don't relive your childhood through them by making them be what you want, but rather allow them to be who God created them to be. Don't mock, tear down, ignore, or belittle your child. Fathers, do not give your child something to fail at and then laugh at them and call them stupid and show them how easy it really is, but rather give them things they can excel in, or if it's something tricky you want to teach them, come alongside them and do it with them. Fathers, you are the key to keeping your child or children out of a spirit of discouragement. Parents, guardians, If we train by hitting, spanking, and possibly ostracizing our children by removing them from family members for long periods of time, like locking them in their room, then we are teaching that child to lash out with anger by hitting or to suppress their emotions due to fear of physical pain or isolation. Now, If we train by working through an issue and taking time to talk, show, and express why and why not to do a specific behavior, and we give them space to think alone and calm down if needed, and we pray together about this situation or behavior, inviting the Holy Spirit into this moment then we are training that child to think through an issue, how to appropriately and inappropriately express their feelings and invite the Lord to be in the middle of it all. We are teaching them how to use the God-given gift of the spirit called self-control. In the first scenario of training via spanking, hitting, and ostracizing, It is often rewarding for the parent or guardian due to instant results causing instant gratification and sometimes even a power trip. Yet, this has no long-term or lasting results that are positive, thus causing a bad behavior spank-ostracize cycle in the home. With this type of training, We are training our child in how to both give and receive anger and possibly even hatred. We teach them how to isolate, which can cause them to feel unloved and alone, not knowing how to handle situations that come up in their life with anything but anger or isolation in response. This causes a stunted ability in the child to verbalize how or what they feel and can often crush their spirit, leading to despair. This particular style of training a child can also cause negative self-talk within the child's personal thought narrative and lead to self-hatred and self-harm. The second scenario where the parent or guardian Trains a child by talking, showing, expressing, and working through difficult situations, allowing space to calm down, and ultimately praying with the child is often a time-consuming venture that shows progress over the life of the child. Sometimes there's a lack of instant compliance from the child And the amount of time a parent must spend with the child in this method is often a turnoff for the parent or guardian. But if they will use this method, it will yield huge rewards. You will develop a child who can think through situations, express and verbalize their thoughts and feelings. A child that is empowered with social skills and tools to help guide them through difficult situations in life, and even help them feel equipped, loved, and cared for by the parent that took the time day after day and year after year to mold, shape, build character, teach, and guide them. And since you taught them to pray and invite the Holy Spirit into the situation to change hearts attitudes, and give wisdom and guidance, you have also taught this child to go to the Lord in all areas. So the statement from the beginning, I must spank my child in order to provide biblical discipline, spare the rod, spoil the child. Does the Bible really say that in that way? No, it is not true. We are called to a higher calling of leading, guiding, training, and equipping the child that is under our care with what they will need in this world. And we must use the rod as a weapon against the enemy who comes to still kill and destroy. Has your way of training your child not been working? Do you fear that your child's too old to change what you've been doing, sit together with them and talk to them about what you want to do going forward and what you no longer want to do and pray together about it. Get their input. Open those lines of communication. Change from your old ways to God's ways today and reap the benefits of training a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you are God and you are good and you are seated on your throne and you are our shepherd and we are your sheep and you lead us and guide us and correct us and train us because you love us. And Lord, I pray that you would teach each parent and guardian out here to do the same with the children that are under their care, to lead them and guide them and teach them into all truth and wisdom and knowledge from above, that they would be able to teach them who God is and how to hear God's voice, and that we would raise a mighty generation, not of children that grow up to be weak and scared and defenseless, but of children that are strong and empowered in the Lord and know how to fight off the attacks of the enemy because we took our time day after day and year after year to pour into them. And sometimes it took five minutes and sometimes it took five hours to deal with a particular situation. God, give us grace and longevity and wisdom and discernment in the moments that it takes more than just a few minutes. And God, Help us to raise a generation that is bold and powerful for you. We love you, God. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening today. I have a new marriage workbook out on Amazon called The Mission of Marriage. Go check it out along with my memoir, Healing Wings. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be grateful if you could share it with a friend and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your engagement will help others find us. You can stay connected with me on Facebook or Instagram at His Redemption Road. Have an amazing week in the Lord and be blessed everywhere you go.